the Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K, presented by Tap 14. Analysis and commentary to help you get your Broncos fixed during the offseason. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play, or listen on demand anytime in the Mile High Sports mobile app. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio on Twitter. Today on the Daily Broncos Blitz Podcast, we'll talk about... Well, the elephant in the room, that's not really so much an elephant anymore. I think everybody's just about in full agreement that Vance Joseph may be a little in over his head. Should the Denver Broncos be looking to make a change? Well, we'll talk about that and more. You will hear from Vance Joseph as he had his Monday morning presser, and uh, you'll hear a little bit of that audio coming up here shortly. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast, of course, presented by Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just stop, skip it, and jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on tap, 100 Colorado distilled spirit chef Andrea Varela in that locally sourced rotating fair is, uh, well, it's seasonal and it's tremendous. You know, that's that's the cool thing about uh, Tap 14. You know, if you've been listening to this podcast and you went to Tap 14 maybe oh so X amount of months ago and maybe you want to go again, well, that's the beauty of it is it's going to have a totally different feel, a totally different menu that uh, has that seasonal flair. And of course, as we are in fall into winter, you're going to have a little bit more of those uh, maybe homey things to have and uh, some, something that will warm you up too when it's cold outside. But of course, if you well, if you want to, you can go on out to, to that porch because it is heated. It is heated, and uh, you got some tremendous views over there, of course, of Mile High. So be sure to check it out. Tap 14 on the web, tap14.com. Spell out the word 14 for me, tap14.com. Of course, the Broncos lose 1917 to the Houston Texans Monday morning presser. And I think everybody on everybody's mind is, is Vance Joseph going to keep his job uh, moving forward? And and look, I you know this is no reporting by any means, and I know we're after the fact here. As uh, I'll read you John Elway's comments here, but I think if you're a Denver Broncos fan, and I mentioned this in a previous podcast, you're going to need to buckle up because this is going to be a rocky road towards the end of the season, and I think that rocky road is going to include Vance Joseph, unless unless. This team starts to get absolutely throttled in games, and I'm talking about 40-10, 38-3, final scores where it just looks like the Denver Broncos were embarrassed on the field. I think this is a team that is going to be keeping Vance Joseph at least for the short term, short term for a multitude of reasons. One, there really is no good option at interim. There really isn't. Uh, you're not going to ask a Gary Kubiak to coach seven games. in this. Seven games is like half the season. Okay, so you're not going to go after a Gary Kubiak to coach half that season if maybe a cruise control two or three, maybe, but not, I don't even know if you're going after that. Look, I think you really need to shelve the Kubiak idea as a possible interim and just say, this is a guy who needs to stay in the role he's at as a consultant and, um, you know, really health-wise, it's best for him to just stay away from the coaching side of things. You look at all the other ones, uh, you know, potentially uh, a Jeep Christ, uh, you know, that that's really, you're running out of names here. Reggie Herring, I mean, there there are not very many guys who could potentially step in and be this interim. But more importantly, I don't think this is a, a situation where if you're making a change, you're going to get better. So why make the change? Now, you could make the change and in, in, in say that the argument is, is that you are now trying to eliminate the culture that is inside that locker room. And I'm going to read off some interesting quotes that you're going to hear that uh, may make you really think about that culture. Uh, but to get back to it, it's it's eliminating that culture. It's eliminating that, uh, finally putting a, 
you know, uh, for lack of a better term, finally putting the stamp in the end on a era uh, that Vance Joseph had that was just awful. Um, you know, Vance, there's a lot of reasons why Vance didn't win a lot of games, but uh, he was a big part of them. And I tell you what, he was a big part of yesterday's. And I know we're beating a dead horse here as this guy is now 8-17 and 17 on the season with a losing record at home. The the mistakes shown in the second half and first half final two minutes shows you that Vance Joseph right now is just not cut out to be a head coach. And this is a guy who is uh, very much what John Elway described, drinking through a fire hose in year one. I really don't know if he's drinking through a fire hose. I think he's just not very he's just not a very good head coach. I mean, this was a very questionable hire to start. And now you're looking at a situation where Vance is in over his head. He's dealing with just too much. Um, he said today in his press conference, and you're gonna hear this audio in a second, that you know, he coaches his situations based on the record. And I think that's such a drastic mistake. But let's hear Vance talk about that. Yeah, a winning record. I mean, you don't go for a long field goal yesterday, in my opinion. But again, I'm chasing points, trying to get us, you know, to the point where the game's tied and we can win a football game. So you do take more chances when you're on the other side of things. So again, you heard Vance Joseph Monday morning talking about him opting for that 62-yarder if because they have a losing seat, because they have a losing record, not because they have a winning record. Uh, if they would have had that winning record, they wouldn't have gone for it. And I think that's such a mistake to coach a situation in a game based on your overall mindset, your overall record. Uh, because if that's the case, then you probably should be going for two every single. You should be going for two after touchdowns. You should be going for it on fourth down on every single opportunity. If that's that's your logic, you might as well follow it, right? It just makes no sense. You have to play situational football, and if you play situational football there with 18 seconds left, you know, again, I'm all for taking the field goal if it's the final play of the half. With 18 seconds left, you have to punt that football away. There's just no, there's, there's, there's no other logical explanation for anything else. I understand Brandon McManus has that leg, but he's also 50% completing. He's completing 50% of his kicks, went farther than 50 yards. So now we're talking 12 more yards back. That's a 62-yard field goal. That's 36 more feet than what he usually is a little bit more comfortable in, and that's 50 and below. 50-plus, he's 50-50. He is a coin flip. And opting for the 62 was just a bad idea. And I get it's at mile high, and he's got a big leg, and you've seen him make those field goals. And and look, uh, none of this blame should be on Brandon McManus by any means either. You know he can make that kick, but you can't expect it. You can't bank a game on a guy making a 62-yard field goal. I mean, that's just it's just outrageous. So to, to punt the football... Uh, you, you're looking at a Texans team that's probably recovering that punt with about 15 seconds left inside their 20, uh, maybe 25 if it was a bad kick, and they're probably not even going to try to go down the field. You're basically looking at a kneel down, you're going to the half, and that is a big difference in the game later on. Everything kind of dominoes as the game affects, and that really should have been the case. So just a, a mistake overall. Uh, you know, Vance said uh, he talked about uh, also how he was greedy at that point, uh, where he was looking to try to get points, and he took he took onus that he he took the blame for that first half 
situation. And that's understandable. The second half situation was more a lay down and they were in position already with some 40 seconds to go. And they decided that they were close enough to get at least an opportunity for McManus to win the game. Relying so much on McManus. But there's a flip side of this coin also when you do that in that second half in that last minute where you essentially lay down on offense because you want to be conservative because you don't want to turn the ball over because you don't want to take a sack or a loss on that play to make that field goal farther. Well, that means you don't trust your offense then. And that's an even bigger problem is that the head coaching staff doesn't trust the offense, doesn't trust Case Keenum to get that extra 5, 10 yards. And really what you're doing, you're playing not to lose. And that's not the kind of mindset you should be having right now and in this kind of situation. 51 yards is a far kick. That is a far kick on a day, by the way, that was particularly windy. I know the wind kind of died down at the time of the kick, but it was a windy day. In fact, I was I turned to multiple media members in the press box when uh, God Bless America was playing in between the third and fourth corner. I said, boy, look at those flags. Because we were they were showing pictures, uh, video up of the American flag, and I tell you what, it's I have to say really quick, uh, military appreciation, of course, uh, we thank them so very much. When, they're, when, when God Bless America is playing and that flag is, is in the wind, and I, I, I guess I don't, I'm not smart enough to know what the term is, where it's fully displayed, where it's like flapping in the wind, that's really, really cool. Oh, it's so amazing. I, I, our country is amazing. I love it. Um, but to get back to the point, in that third quarter point, it was windy. Uh, and I know it died down. But that is just such a risky obstacle where you're really playing less than 50-50 odds. You're probably playing 60-40 in favor of missing that field goal because of the elements, because of the defense, and because of Brandon McManus's history. And you had an opportunity to get that field goal closer, and you didn't. And look, as much as you want to blame Brandon McManus for the miss or whatever the case, uh, this one's on the coaching staff. This one is on the coaching staff. Um, and it's a brutal one. We, we talked a little bit about it. It's Broncos Blitz podcast. Of course, you can find more uh, information, more past podcasts, I should say, of uh, the Broncos Blitz at milehighsports.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. Interesting comments from Demarius Thomas, who, of course, a homecoming for Thomas, the Houston Texans wide receiver, caught three passes in the game, two of them on the first drive, and then he kind of disappeared for the rest of the game. Demarius Thomas said uh, post-game when uh, he was talking about the video tribute, how the game progressed, uh, he essentially talked about how, yeah, he made a lot of mistakes in that game offensively. He's still getting used to the playbook. It's a very complex offense they run in Houston. So he's getting used to that still. He's trying to figure out different signals, different reads. Watson had to move him in motion a couple ways, and, and that's what a good quarterback does, tries to help out that wide receiver who's new, who's still learning the, the offense. And Demarius will get it at some point in time, but look, it was a short week. This guy was just trying to, trying to make an impact for as much as the time that he did have. And while he mentioned that he was nervous and that he messed up two plays, and then he had Watson looking at him. He said this. He said, quote, the good thing is they don't blame me over here, which is good. That tells 
you they have a great group of uh, a good group of guys a championship team and it's just the small things you have to fix and will be better close quote um of course highlighting the good thing is they don't blame over here which is good and actually farther into the press conference Demarius Thomas also uh, once again brings up finger pointing uh talked about how he messed up again and uh, he said he felt like it, it was totally on him uh, and potentially they wouldn't get the win because of him. And he said guys kept fighting and nobody pointed fingers. He referenced that again, almost insinuating like uh, the previous location that he came from did do that. And, uh, you know, that may, you could take that for what it's worth. That may be one of those where you kind of peel back the curtain and you, you read too much into it. Or you could look at it and say, that's Demarius Thomas kind of hinting that the Broncos culture is just not really good in the locker room right now. And then look, it doesn't take a super genius to kind of figure that out already um, because they're losing games. But even in wins, much of that still lingers. And and I think that's where you do get the benefit if you were to move on from a Vance Joseph is knowing that that culture is finally out and you are cleaning the slate and you are moving forward at zero because right now Denver is in real, real bad shape. Of course, they are uh, not going to make the playoffs at uh, three and six and certainly going to be one of those, um, f- uh, well, many calling the suck for the duck as uh, Justin Herbert seems like the top quarterback, at least many are after, but draft position really is kind of the the benefit here at this point for a team like the Denver Broncos who... Just absolutely have have not been good. So it's the Broncos Blitz Podcast, of course, presented by Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on tap, 100 Colorado distilled spirits. Got to say thanks also to our friends at Pro Football Focus. Love those guys. Use the promo code POD20. It's POD20 for 20% off your subscription to the Elite or Edge memberships. POD20 for 20% off. Use that promo code today. Want to leave you with this because uh, John Elway spoke to the team affiliated radio station Monday morning and talked about Vance Joseph. Of course, he was asked about you know the situation right now, and he said, "quote At this point in time, we're going to stay the course. I think there's enough good things that are going on as far as us and the way that we're playing. I'm much more encouraged this year than I was last year." Close quote. Uh, I think this is very much Elway just saying the right things. Um, you know, if if there's... Um, oh, I'll put it this way. I, I don't think there's any way Vance Joseph sticks around next year. And I don't think it takes... A, again, once again, we're going to reference the, the super genius, the rocket scientist. Uh, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that out. They have made up their mind. But the problem is timing. Okay, There's just nobody available to potentially take that interim process and move it forward. So... At this point, firing Vance Joseph is really just so much more of a PR move than anything. When in reality, you kind of need him to kind of eat these games. You know how you know how you have the uh, the baseball. If you're a baseball fan, you know how you have a baseball game where it goes. You know, it just doesn't go your way early, and it's eight to one after the second inning. It's thirteen two after the fourth inning, and you need that 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 starter who's been lit up and you know it's the last it's the 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 second game of a four game series and you don't want to burn your bullpen so you got to kind of just leave them out there 
It's kind of one of those throw them under the bus. But look, you got yourself into this. That's kind of what they got to do with Vance. They just kind of got to let him eat the games. You got to eat the innings. Got to eat the games. Because at this point, the, the best opportune for Denver moving forward is actually to lose these upcoming games, although you'll never convince the, the players to do that, uh, nor the coaching staff. And that's not what I'm suggesting. But the point being is that you need somebody to kind of eat these games moving forward. And then when you have two, three games left, if you maybe have an option that you maybe want to just kind of throw out there, uh, somebody who just has the team on cruise control, then you can make that move. But certainly not with seven games left. It is just not going to happen because I do believe the Broncos do have the writing on the wall. And I firmly believe, just a gut feeling, that the decision has been made on Vance Joseph and that he will not be retained for 2019. So a lot to unpack from this game. Of course, you can find writing at MyLifeSports.com. That's MyLifeSports.com. Again, use that promo code POD20, POD20 for 20% off your subscription to the Pro Football Focus Elite or Edge memberships. A lot of good stuff over there. Strongly recommend you go check it out at ProFootballFocus.com. want to say thanks to our friends at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. Great food, great beer. 70 Colorado beers on tap. And, well, my favorite, 100 Colorado distilled spirits. Love that stuff. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio on Twitter. I thank you so much for tuning in to the Broncos Splits podcast, a daily podcast, Monday after the loss to Houston. And, oh, it's a tough one. Another loss. It's the bye week. I will say this. Um... This podcast may be out of date in in maybe a couple hours. Maybe oh so much that they decide that they changed their mind on Vance Joseph. They were to make a decision. Well, it's probably after the players get done with the media. And that'll be in about, I'll well, say, 30 minutes. So a uh, lot to unpack here with the Denver Broncos. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio on Twitter. Follow on MileHighSports.com. Lots of good stuff over there as we return tomorrow with another Broncos Blitz podcast can be archived at the Broncos Blitz podcast website on milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com. We'll see you, y'all.